What is up? What is good? It is a good day to be alive. This is the day the Lord has made, and we shall rejoice and be glad therein. Listen, there's nothing better than waking up in the morning and knowing that God is giving you another chance to praise and bless his name. Um, a lot of people wanted to see this day um, that you're seeing right now. A lot of people thought they were going to see this day. A lot of people died in their youth. A lot of people have um, were destroyed. A lot of people didn't get the opportunity and the chance that you have right now. So I would, if I was you, I would take advantage of that. Um, the Bible says something very interesting. It says, let everything that have breath praise you the Lord. And that's you. If you are living and breathing and moving today, then I urge you, I encourage you, I need you. I, I have to ask you to praise the Lord. Not only just praise Him, but worship the Lord in spirit and in truth. It is definitely a great day to be in the land of the living. Thank God for what all that He has done with you to the door. That means you have another chance. No, you may not have all the money you want. No, you may not have the job, the career. No, you may not have the children or the husband or the wife or the picket fences and and everything that's to smell like roses around you and. And I don't know your situation, but I do know this. I do know you have an opportunity to praise the Lord. Praise. Don't you know that praise is calmly? That means that, mean that praise looks good on you. <laughs> you ever get somebody, you know, wearing a new outfit or a new coat, man, say how that look on me. You get somebody who may have a new dress, a new outfit, and guy gets him a new suit and looks himself in the mirror. And, and people are saying, how does this look? And people are saying, man, you look good. But listen. Praise looks good on you also. Put on the garment of praise. Hallelujah. Because, listen, one thing is for certain. You can't praise God and stay mad at the same time. <laughs> no, you cannot. You may have an attitude, but when you start praising God, God can break your attitude. Listen, two things you can do um, that you would never have to apologize for. And that's praise him and thank him. Yeah, that's two things you can do um, this morning. You can praise God. You can thank God. Hallelujah. And you would never have to apologize for that. I don't apologize to anybody for giving God a praise. Because there are some people out there that um, want you to uh, apologize for praising his name. There are some folks out there who think you don't have a right to praise him. There are some folks out there think that you don't have no, no, no grounds, no right you're not you're not a good standing with God. You can't praise him. You're not you're not holy enough so you can't praise him. You don't go to my church so you can't praise him. You don't do this, you don't do that so you can't. How dare you praise God? But listen, the, the, the Bible says this, and let everything that have breath praise. Let, let not everything that is Baptist, not let everything that is apostolic, not it, let everything everything that has to, uh, it all together praise God. Not let everything that 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 the people approve of Praise God. Not, not let everything, everything that, that has the, the most money praise God. No, let everything that has breath praise you, the Lord. Listen, you don't believe me. Let me, let me, let me listen to you. Let me, get, let me get you. Let me get you some word real quick. Because somebody don't believe me. So I'm going to read you some in Psalms 100. It says, Psalms 101 says this. Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come into his presence with singing. Know the Lord that he is God and is he who has made us. And we are his and we are his people and the sheep of his pastor. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving. Lord have mercy. 
into his courts with praise. Good God Almighty. And listen, into his courts with praise. Bless his name, for the Lord is good, and his, and his steadfast love endures forever. And his faithfulness is to all generations. Listen, you ought to praise the Lord. You ought to praise the Lord. I know somebody don't. Listen, I know somebody look at you cockeyed when you was praising God in his service. Praise him anyway. I know somebody's, uh, the pastor's wife, look at you like you was crazy when you was getting ready to praise God. But, but praise him anyway. I know some folks that's in certain cliques, that's in certain clubs in the church, and you're not in the clique, you're not in the club. They won't let you in. That's a good thing. Praise God anyway. There's some folks who say that because, you know, girl, don't you know your bills is due? Don't you know your husband is not? He tried to holler at me last week. Don't you know this, that, and the other? I don't care what man is doing. Praise ye the Lord. Praise is not uh, dictated and predicated on who likes you, who doesn't like you. Praise is not about what you have or don't have. Praise is not about um, did you get the job or you didn't get the job. Praise is not about um, who um, approves or praise is not about whether or not you went to Harvard or Yale or or you went to the community college or not. Praise is not about it if you if you stay in Beverly Hills or, or you stay in the hood. Praise is not about if you got um the best looking car, the best looking job, or the best looking wife, or, or the best looking husband, or, or your church got twenty or thirty thousand members and your church only got a two members. Praise is not about the world, about man, about what's going on around you. Praise ye the Lord because he is good and his faithfulness endure to all generations. You're going to have to start. You see, the problem that most times that we have is our praise is always um, based off what's happening. And it's the problem is this is happening in most of our churches. And we be telling, we be telling, sit up, telling people, talking about, praise God for the new job. Praise God for the new house. Praise God if you want to come out. Praise God if you want to break through. Man, forget all that foolishness. Praise God just because he's God. And then watch the results happen. <laughs> you don't believe me, do you? Let me show you something in Acts chapter 16. See, somebody don't believe me. So, and this is already based off. And last time I spoke with you on here, if you've been following me, I was talking about Acts chapter 8. And about how Philip um, went down to Samaria and preached Christ unto them. And um, people were getting saved and filled up with the gift of the Holy Ghost. But, and we're going to get back to Acts chapter 8. But right now, somebody don't believe me about praising God. Let me show you something real quick. Let me show you one of the misconception uh, stories that happened in the Bible. And that where people start getting folks to praise God for things and, and deliver stuff. Like, you can't praise Him for that, but... But it, that shouldn't dictate your praise. Let me show you something real quick. This is Acts chapter 16. Let me show you something. I'm going to start reading at verse 1. I hope you're with me. Listen, Paul came also to Derby and to Lystra. A disciple was there named Timothy, and the son of a Jewish woman who was a believer. But his father was a Greek. Mm -hmm. And he was well spoken of by the brother of Lystra in Iconium. Now watch this. Hold on. Let me get something. Let me get, let me get down here. Um, this is Acts chapter 16. Let me start reading that verse number 8. Because we're going to get to what we're going to get to the good part of what we're trying to get through to you. Watch this. So, we're gonna, so look at Acts chapter 16. I'm going to start reading at verse number 9. And it says, And a vision appeared to Paul in the night. A man 
watch this now. And man from Macedonia was standing there, urging him, saying, Come over to Macedonia and help us. And when Paul had seen the vision, immediately he sought to go into Macedonia, concluding that God had called us to preach the gospel to them. Now, so setting sail from Tros, we made a direct voyage to Samothrace, and following day to Nepopolis, and from the, here, there to Philippi, and there, which is a leading city of the district of Macedonia, a Roman co colony. And we remained in this city some days. Now watch this now, watch this. And on the seventh day, we went outside to gate the riverside. There was supposed to be, there was a place of prayer. And we sat down and spoke to the women who had come together. And one who had heard us was a woman named Lydia whom the, uh, from the city of Thyatira. And watch this, a seller of purple goods, was a worshiper of God. The Lord opened her heart to pay attention to what was said by Paul. Now, now if you're going to hear the gospel, the Lord has to open up your heart to pay attention to the things that the man of God is saying. Um, because Especially in the days and times we live, people's attention spans are so small. That's why uh, preachers always try to use certain gimmicks and certain tricks and certain theatrics when they're preaching. And and sometimes they, they just don't... I, I thank God that there was a man of God um, who just stands flat-footed and preaches the word of God. Without the theatrics, without the different things, and that's okay if you want to do that. But the reason why they do this is because the attention span of people nowadays is so small. But God has opened up. So oftentimes, before we get stand up to minister, we may say, and I should say it now, Lord, open up the hearts of the people so they may pay attention to what is um, being said by the man of God. Trust, trust me. There is something in this word that you're gonna want to see when it's concerning praise, because you don't think you should praise God. See. The reason why you can't praise God is because you've been going to churches telling you that you have to be a millionaire to praise God. You can't praise God because people are telling you you can't praise him unless you got everything together in your life. You can't praise God because you're going to some places telling you that your, all your bills are not paid yet. What you doing praising God? You, you, you're going to churches that um, your praise and worship is based off circumstance. And praise and worship can never be based off circumstance. Praise and worship always has to be based off just because God is. Now watch this. Now, when you're praising God just because he's God, watch him bring you out. Watch him bring you out. Now watch this. Now watch this. Because circumstances in life always change. One thing is definitely uh, constant. And one thing is definitely you can always depend on a life is change. Matter of fact, your relationships go through changes. Your marriage goes through changes. You can go through changes when, when you're so in love, and you can go through situations in your marriage where you so want to be away from that person. You can go through situations where you love your career, love your job, and you go, then you go through the change where you're like, it's like I need to search something else out. Red ball so cool. Let me let me show you something real quick. Let, let, let me get to the point here. Let me get to the scripture, back to the scripture before I go off. Right, Hold on for a minute. And after she was now Acts chapter 16, around verse 15, and that she was baptized in her household as well. She urged us, saying, If you have judged me to be faithful to the Lord, come to the, my house and stay. And she prevailed upon us. Listen, when you preach the word so good, <laughs> sometimes people get so hooked on the word, their hearts burning within, they don't want the man of God to leave. <laughs> I want to be the one of those men of God that where when I get the word of God, they don't want me to leave. Now, some people, when you come, when they come through, you can't wait for them to go. I don't want to be in that number, Lord God. Help me when I minister the word of God. Let, let no bullshit out. Let needs to be one soul the same. Please stay. Now, watch this. As we were going to the place of prayer, 
Watch this now. Watch this now. Acts chapter 16, around verse 16. I'm going to show you something. I'm going to show you a story in the Bible that many people get screwed up because they're um, saying something and portraying a scripture that's in a, in a way that's not necessarily true. Now watch, I'm going to show you something. Acts chapter 16, around verse 16. As we were going to the place of prayer, we met by, by a slave girl who had a spirit of divination and brought her owners much gain by fortune telling. Now here's, here's, now here's a slave girl. Now Paul said that. Now they, they're going to prayer. Paul and them are going to prayer. Now, right out of the book of Acts is Luke. Luke is writing this. And he says, as, as they're going to prayer, they were met by a slave girl who had a spirit of divination, a fortune telling. She's going to tell your future. She's going to misclear you. She's going to tell you what the deal is. <laughs> and she brought her masters, watch this now, much gain. She was getting paid. People were making money. Off this lady from her spirit of divination. Now watch this. Ain't it funny how let me just go back up here for a minute. Ain't it funny how it's okay for the world to make money off the spirit of divination and the spirit of certain things and then getting paid and it's okay. But the man of God is not allowed to get paid, I guess. <laughs> Let me say something real quick, though. I'm not, that's, a, that's a story on the story for another time. Let me say something real quick. And she followed Paul and us. Now, this same lady now with the spirit of divination, she said she followed Paul and us, crying out, these are the servants of the Most High God. Watch this. Who proclaims you the way of salvation. Watch this now. This was this woman of spirit of divination. Said. Watch this woman with a demon in her own said. She said, these men all the power of the Most High God which proclaim to us the way of salvation. I mean, let me tell you something. There are some people who will come up to you that will be speaking the right things, but their spirit isn't right. Yes, there are some people that will come up on you, they'll be speaking the right things, right? They'll be saying all the right things, but there's something wrong with their spirit. There are some women that will come up on you, men of God, and be saying all the right things, but her spirit ain't the right. There are some men that will walk up to you, woman of God, and they'll be saying all the right things, but their spirit isn't right. There are some people that will come and will preach the right things. Oh, that bullshit. You don't want to hear that one. But their spirit isn't right. And let's just, now watch this. And the whole situation now will confuse you. Because you got this woman saying all this stuff. Watch this. She's saying that these men are the power of the Most High God, which brings us the way of salvation. And she's saying all these things. Now watch this. And it brings um, confusion to you. It can bring much confusion. Because you're just you're, you're, you're hearing her saying all the right things. But you're saying to yourself, man, this can't, this can't, this can't be right. This can't be right. But watch this. Now watch this. Let me show you something. She followed Paul and us crying out, these men are the servants of the Most High God. Who proclaimed to you the way of salvation. And this she kept doing many days. Now watch this. It took. It was many days she was doing this. This just one one day. Many days. She was saying this thing. Now watch this. <laughs> but, but Paul having become greatly annoyed. Have you ever been annoyed with somebody? Even though they were saying the right things, but you were annoyed. 
and you were annoyed because even you in your spirit was troubled. Hallelujah. Uh, I'm not going to go there. Well, how I want to go, I'm going to go there another time. Well, you can mess around and get married to some folks just because they were saying the right things. And it was all a trap. It was all a test. Can, 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 can we go deeper? Now watch this. And she kept doing this many days. And Paul having, having been greatly annoyed. And watch this. Now, she even annoyed Paul. Now Paul didn't catch on right away though. Because she was doing this many days. Now Paul, one of the most powerful apostles there is. Even he took him a while to catch on to what was going on with this. <laughs> Paul, It took Paul many days to figure this thing out. Now watch this. But, but for some people, it may take them many years to figure it out. That this person ain't right. It may take you a couple decades to figure out, wait a minute, you know what? This is not right. <laughs> can I go on? Can I go deeper? Let, let, let me go deeper to the scripture where I'm trying to get to. Because we're running out of time here. I got about 15 more minutes to give, give you this word. And we're talking about how you can praise God, not not off, based off circumstances. Now watch this. And, and Paul, being greatly annoyed, turned and said to the spirit, not to the woman, to the spirit. Because we wrestle not against flesh and blood. But against principalities and powers and spiritual wickedness in high places. Now watch that. This is another thing. Now let me tell you, let me show you something. I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. Lord have mercy. And it, and he, and it came out that very hour. Lord have mercy. Paul turned and said to the spirit, come out of this woman. Because all you're doing right now is talking loud and saying nothing. Now watch this. And when her owners saw. Now watch this. I'm going to show you something. That the hopes of their gain was gone. They seized Paul and Silas and dragged them into the marketplace before the rulers. Now, it's kind of like dragging them before the courts. Let me show you something. The reason, the, now understand this. This woman that had the spirit of divination and she was bringing her masters, her owners, her bosses, much money by soothsaying, by fortune telling. But when Paul cast out the spirit, she is no longer going to fortune tell. She's going to live for God now. And now the host of the gang is gone. And now folks are upset. See, you really start turning the world upside down when you start messing the world system, when you start messing with folks' money. See, I say all the time, like I say, if you go see if you preach to the preach to the prostitute and the prostitute gets saved, now the pimp's mad. If you start going to the hospitals, see, see, I I I I, I look at people on these social media accounts and all this stuff, they're always talking about these uh big name preachers and all that, whatever. I just laugh at them. And, and one of the things, I want to say this man's name, but he's a faith healer. I don't believe in saying people's name, but he's a faith healer. He does a lot of healing in churches. And so somebody made like a little meme, whatever thing. They say, well, why won't he go to the hospitals instead of just going to his church and healing people? Well, maybe because if you start going to the hospitals and healing everybody, what you need the nurses for then? What the doctor going to do? The hopes of your gain is gone. If you start going, when you start going to the drug addict and getting them killed off the off the drugs, not a not, not a drug man, the pusher man is upset. Hey man, what's going on? The hope is our gain is gone. That's what Paul basically has done when he healed this woman and cast out the spirit. Rabu shakarabaha, my God in here. That's <laughs> my God in here. Let me let me go on. Let me go deeper. This ain't what I want to get to. Though. Let me go deeper. And when they had brought them to the magistrates, they said, these men are Jews and are the 
disturbing our city. They advocate customs that are not lawful for us to, as Romans to accept practice. This is Acts chapter 16, around verse 21. 22 says, The crowd joined in attacking them, as they attacked Paul and them, and the magistrates tore the garments off them and gave orders to beat them with rods. Listen, these folks have, these disciples now are getting beat for preaching the gospel and healing this woman, casting out the devil, and because he had, he had messed up some man's business. Lord have mercy. And when they had inflicted many wounds, many blows upon them, they threw them into the prison, ordered them to judge to keep them safe. And listen, understand they was beaten with many blows. They were stripped naked and beat with many blows, and then they were thrown into jail. Lord have mercy. And it's coming a time, I do believe, I see it now, that it's going to come a time where you're going to stand up for God or not. Everybody that's wearing these three-piece suits and fine clothes, that's good. And rubbing elbows with different things. It's going gonna, it's gonna to come a time and a place where you're going to have to either not compromise the word and tell the truth or just go with the real system. See, it may cost you. See, you, you in a big building now, it may cost you that big building to stand up for God, for the word. But that's another time for another, that's another story for another time. Let me go. Let me go on because we only got 10 more minutes to give you the rest of this work. And having received this order, he put them in the inner prison and fastened their feet in the stocks. And watch this. About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. Wait a minute. About midnight, they've been beaten. They've been thrown in jail. They've been stripped naked. They've been tried. Without a fair trial. And they decided. We're going to sing praises. And praying to God. Listen. And they were so long that the prisoners were listening to them. Now watch this. Watch this. And suddenly there was a great earthquake. So that the foundations of the prison were shaken. And immediately all the doors were open. And everyone's bonds were unfastened. Not just Paul's name, but everyone's bonds. See, sometimes your praise will get another, another man free and set free from his bonds. That's why it's a good thing to praise God. Because oftentimes in your praise, somebody else will get delivered. Lord have mercy. <sighs> They were in the prison and they began to praise and sing praises God. And the doors were unlocked. If you're going through something right now and you're going through chains on your mind. If you got chains on your marriage. If you got chains on your business. If you're going through chains of depression. If you're going through chains of your past where you've been molested or forsaken or, or abused. Or, or you're, you're, somebody left you at the altar or somebody abused you and did you wrong. Or if you've been even been doing your own self wrong by doing and getting yourself involved in things that God told you not to. If you would just learn how to praise God in the midnight hour of your life, because the Bible says in at midnight, but it can be the midnight hour in your life right now at noon. And if you just learn how to praise God, then not only will your bands be loose, but your brother might get saved also. Lord have mercy. Let me, I don't want to preach this thing, but let me show you something real quick. Now watch this. I want to show you something that happened now. Because Oftentimes, when preachers preach this and people uh, people look at this, they they think and they be telling folks that they were Paul and Silas were praising God to get out of prison. But let me show you something real quick. Now, let me keep reading. Let me show you something. 
Acts chapter 16, around verse 27. It says, And when the jailer awoke and saw that the prison doors were open, he drew his sword and was about to kill himself, supposing that the prisoners had escaped. Now, the reason why he was getting ready to kill himself, because in those days, if you was a guard, guarding a prison, guarding some soldiers, guarding some uh, prisoners, and if those prisoners escaped, then the people would come and kill you. Because you was the one supposed to be keeping the prison, you know, prisoners. And they escaped, so now they got to kill you. So that's how he was going. He was trying to go ahead on and kill himself. But watch what happened. But Paul cried with a loud voice, do not harm yourself. We are all here. Wait a minute. I thought you said they were praising God to get out of prison, to escape. No, they ain't, they ain't praising God. They were just praising God just because he's God. They weren't trying to escape. <laughs> oh, you don't believe me? Then let me show you something else then. All right. And Angela called for the lights and rushed in. Chilling with fear and fell down before Paul and Silas. And when he brought them out and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? Because, man, I just witnessed something that I never, I, I mean, tell me y'all don't praise and praise God. And all your bands are loose and the doors are open and nobody has went anywhere or escaped and nobody has attacked me. What must I do to be saved? Rebo shakaraba. Kind of reminds when them, when them boys and them disciples seen Jesus stop that that storm, and they said, "What manner of man is this that even the, the sea obey him? Lord have mercy. What manner of men are these that when they praise God, and shackles are loose and prison doors are open, <laughs> and they still got enough love not to harm me? Let me let me let me let me tell you something else. Let me, let me show you something else." And he brought them and said, Sirs, what's up? Watch this. Now, Acts chapter 6 and 31. And watch this. And they said, Believe in the Lord Jesus. And you will be saved, you and your household. I'm not going to get into all that, but that's, how you, that's, what you, that's what it is to be saved. Now, watch this. And they spoke to the word of the Lord to him and all who were in the house. Now, we got about five more minutes to give you the rest of this word. So let's see if we can get it in. And he took them in the same hour of the night. Just with the judge, he took them in the same hour of the night and washed their wounds. Because Paul, Paul and Silas were beaten. They were wounded. And he washed their wounds. And he was baptized at once. He and all his family. And watch this now. They don't got a whole family saved because they decided to praise and worship God. Now, watch this. And when he brought them up into his house, he set food before them. They don't got fed. And he rejoiced along with his entire household that he had believed in God. But when it was day, the magistrates sent the police saying, watch this, let those men go. Now watch this. And the jailer reported these words to Paul. Now what, hold up, Paul. They went back to prison? Did you just say that? Paul and Silas wasn't praising God to God of prison. They were just praising God just because he's God. We think he was praising God, God, because as soon as we get in a mess, we want to immediately get out of it. No, we were just praising God and rejoicing just because he's God. But in the midst of it, the earthquake came, our bands were loose, and this man found it, and him, he don't got saved. So praise is not about your circumstances. Praise is not all the way, all it's about trying to get out of something. Learn how to praise God just because He's God. Let me show you what happened to Paul. Let me show you. Let me show you. Let me show you. Let me prove. Now I don't prove it two times. Let me prove the third time that he was not praising God to God of prison. Let me show you something. So he said, and the jailer reported these words to Paul, saying, "Hey, the magistrates have sent to let you go. Therefore, go out. Go out now and go in peace. Hey, Paul, you all can go now. 
Yeah, go ahead and go. But watch what Paul said. But Paul said to them, they have beaten us publicly, uncondemned, men who are Roman citizens and have thrown us into prison. And do they now throw us out secretly? No. Let them come in themselves and take us out. <laughs> Still ain't going nowhere. <laughs> no, they ain't praising God. God. Because the thing is, they don't beat Paul and Silas. They don't beat them, them boys publicly in front of everybody. And now that God don't sent your deliverance, they want you to sneak out the back door. Keep on the hush-hush. And it, ain't it funny how when you're going through something, everybody knows your business. But as soon as God sent your deliverance, folks want, to, want you to keep it on the quiet. Keep on the hush-hush. Everybody knew you was walking to work back and forth. But as soon as God gave you that new ride, people were like, well, keep it on the hush-hush. Don't say nothing. No, when you was talking about me and messing me all over, Lord have mercy. You seen the eviction notice. You seen my furniture get pulled. You seen all kind of things happen. And you seen me get laid off. But as soon as God sent me my deliverance, they say, no, keep quiet about it. No, Paul said, no, no, let him come and fetch me out. And I says, and so they came and apologized to them. And they took them out and asked them to leave the city. Lord have mercy. Listen, God bless you and keep you. Listen, if it's a word that I must have did it, and if it's not, then I wasn't with it. Praise God and stay committed.